Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do these without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herth Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, including Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Human Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where leaders communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. And Gipper. Sports graphics made incredibly simple. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is truly a dear friend, John Drake. Uh, we called him Bo. Uh, John's a longtime uh, football coach, uh, athletic director, and now he is the assistant principal at Heritage High School in Wake Forest, North Carolina. John, good to see you, my friend. Great to see you, old friend. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. I've been, lo been looking forward to this for a few weeks. Well, uh, as you know, the life of uh, any administrator uh, these days is very busy. So let's jump right into it. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell them a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and, and how you're love of sports, you know, has led to this career in education. Certainly. Well, I grew up in a little small town in northeastern North Carolina called Ahoski, and I pursued my football aspirations through high school and uh, played in college for four years. And upon graduating, decided, well, I just want to keep playing football somehow. Since I'm not good enough to make the NFL, why not coach? So I end up going online. This is all the way back in 2000, the infancy of the internet, and uh, find this job in Coral Springs, Florida. Had no clue where it was. It was 859 miles from my house. And I packed up my little truck and drove on down. And uh, it's it's been a wild but fun ride to uh, say the least. And so, um, you know, that of course, is where you and I met. I believe it was probably my second year there. You came in as the head football coach, and uh, we had a lot of great times building up uh, uh, kids and building a culture that really served as the basis and the foundation of what I would do later on in my career, and I'll get to more of those points later as we go on. Well, I, I certainly appreciate those comments and uh, look back on those days with great fondness. Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, I think we came together at the right time. Uh, uh, we're able to build something. And uh, uh, again, uh, you know, not a regret, but I uh, wish we could have finished that job uh, that we started. But go and talk about uh, how you made that transition from, you know, teacher coach into the world of administration. Well, I tell you, um, a lot of times the old saying that if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. And so my whole goal had been my entire life was there's no bigger dream I had than to be the head high school football coach at my old high school where I grew up. 
And so after leaving Coral Springs and I ended up fortunate to coach in, um, in the college level, D3 level, I was able to um, come back to North Carolina and be a part of a state championship winning team in uh, Newburgh, North Carolina. And after all these things, I ended up moving back home. And long story short, um, the job came open and I didn't even get an interview. And I remember sitting down with the powers that be and I went, what in the world? Like, why did I not get an interview? And so, I mean, you know, you learn there's politics and everything. And so from there, being very crushed, well, what had happened was the principal I was working for knew the situation. She came to my uh, classroom one day and, and between classes said, have you ever thought about administration? I said, no, never. She said, you would make a kick butt AP. She's like, there's this program through North Carolina State University, go pack, and they turn teachers into principals and put them in high need areas. And she said, if, you, if you're able to get in, it's fully paid for, it's a full scholarship. And it's a two-year program, it's one of the best in the nation. It's called the Northeast Leadership Academy. So I thought, what the heck, I got nothing to lose, might as well apply. Never thought in a million years I'd get in. Sure enough, get selected. And um, it was a two-year program and it was absolutely the most amazing uh, experience. I was able to, uh, the first year you teach and continue to teach and you take classes. And then the second year you do a paid internship. And uh, it really and truly changed my life in a multitude of ways, uh, not just professionally, but personally as well. It, it really was a tremendous experience. So you uh, were actually placed in, I believe it was a kind of a rural, uh, high school uh, that had been, you know, having a hard time finding administrators. Talk about that experience for a little bit. Yeah, and that was the purpose of the program because it was so hard to get people uh, to come to a lot of these rural places. And, you know, every part of the nation has its own different dynamics and problems and pluses and minuses. But in rural eastern North Carolina, um, you know, unfortunately, unless you're in agriculture, and you farm, there's really not anything else there industry-wise. There's not a lot of employment opportunities. So you have high rates of poverty. You have high rates of just a lot of tough situations. And so, you know, what I found is, you know, I was familiar with those areas because I grew up in something very similar, but really those kids are the same kids that are at, you know, the most elite schools all across the nation kids are kids. They, they want to be taught. They want to be, you know, they want to learn, they want to succeed, they want to grow. And so a uh, very rewarding experience to, to say the least, um, to, to be able to really and truly help people and to understand where they're coming from as well. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, for yourself, you know, great professional growth opportunity and yeah. uh, apply those lessons learned uh, at new schools. Um, I have a hard time calling you John because I called you Bo for just so long. So yeah, you can call me Bo. Only only friends and family call me Bo. So you're I, I feel privileged. And uh, well, Bo, in our profession, uh, we always talk about the importance of leadership and especially mentoring that next generation. So I'm always curious. You know, who are some of your mentors? Either you know people growing up, you know, teachers, coaches, family members, or even people that you might have worked with or worked for. Uh, the expression I like to use is, I still hear those voices in my head uh, when I'm talking to a coach or a kid or sometimes a parent. So uh, whose voice do you still hear? Well, I, I, not to flatter you, but I mean, you're certainly one of them. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll go back to that. I'll, I'll never forget we were sitting in a, a steakhouse, the, the ones where you can throw the peanuts on the floor, you know, as you're not breaking the law. And you looked at me and you said, you're going to be the defensive coordinator. And I was like, 
me? Like, I, I don't know enough about all that. You're like, you're going to be fine. So any, I've had a lot of people along the way that believed in me when I did not believe in myself. And I think those are the people that can really lift you to places you can never get there. Just like a great coach does. That great coach lifts your level of your, your ability. He lifts your level. He or she lifts your, your ability to do better than what you could have done by yourself. And so, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate. Um, my mother was an educated uh, educator. My father was too. So growing up and understanding the craft in that way, um, you know, along the way, I just, you know, countless others. I, and, and here's the thing I think people forget. You don't get to the top and then you just stop growing, okay? You're either living or dying, as they said, the Shawshank Redemption. So you want to continue to live. You want to continue to grow, have that growth mindset. Even now, the principal I work for now, Mr. Scott Lyons, is one of the best professional mentors I've ever had. Uh, he has helped me. He's been patient with me. has helped show me to grow. Um, this is only my fourth year in administration in this role. And so, you know, to be honest, uh, I don't know if people are familiar, there's a series on Apple called Ted Lasso, where they take this football coach and he goes to England to become a soccer coach. He knows nothing about soccer, but he knows people, he knows culture, and he knows how to build and invest in those. And so those have been the absolute people um, that have really shaped me. And probably one of the other big person was Dr. Bonnie Fuzzarelli from the NELA North Carolina State Program. She believed in me at a time when I did not believe in myself and helped show me a lot of this stuff was possible. And the great thing about that program was they then assigned you a mentor for a year, like to a coach. And uh, she assigned me a gentleman named Mr. Kevin Hill, who actually helped me, you know, find my way and help me to really be where I'm at now too. And it's he's somebody I still talk with monthly. If there's ever anything that's going on in your head that a situation at your job that you can't quite talk to about anybody, because especially in leadership, it gets lonely. Um, you have those people to call and text and say, what would you do here? What's your thoughts? And nine out of 10 times, they're going to you know, show you something that you weren't really seeing because you're in the situation. So, you know, those mentors are very, very valuable. And without them, I don't think anybody can be successful. I really don't. Uh, I appreciate those kind comments. And again, it's always nice to hear about those individuals that have helped us. It's a great reminder that, you know, no matter where we're at, we didn't get here by ourselves. Uh, you know, you've had an opportunity to uh, see a lot of different programs. Uh, you know, certainly how we did things at CSCA. Uh, you spent some time at uh, Westminster Academy down in South Florida. You know, as you said, you've coached at the college level and, and been involved with some very successful programs. One of the things we're trying to do with the podcast is share best practices. So um, what's one or two things that, you know, you've either seen at a school or maybe something that you've actually done as an administrator? You know, uh, what's a best practice where you go, boy, this team, this school, they really hit it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I'll say, I'll be honest, I've probably from a lot of my experiences, I've probably learned uh, how not to do things more than anything, which can be very valuable. And there's been times when I've been at places where they literally felt like I'm here for a reason and I know I can make a difference and impact, but not everybody seems to be on board. And so, uh, and then when you transition and contrast those to the places that have been really amazing, um, you know, the amazing places always have the same thing in common. And I think it all comes down to investing in people because when you invest in people, you always have a return. You know, uh, when as an administrator, 
if I already know Mr. Smith very well from just having casual conversations, never solicited conversations, you know, hey, where are you from? Hey, you know, do you have any kids? Hey, you know, you'll find something out about everybody. And then next time you see them, make a point, get to, I think getting to know your building is one of the bigger things. Walk that building. I try not to sit in this office very long at all, unless I have to, probably because I have undiagnosed ADHD or something anyway, but I've got to move around. And so I want to get around and I want to engage with people and find out more about them because there's going to come a crucial time when there's going to be a situation that happens, a hiccup, a problem. And if the only time you've ever had interaction with, you know, people that you're trying to, you know, uh, work with is something negative, it eventually causes that cancer that I think it doesn't take long to build up within a school and animosity. And then, you know, that could just cause a, a creation of, of problems that you don't want to have. And so, you know, the great schools have always, you know, you really saw they cared about you as an individual and cared about you as a person. And I've always tried to replicate that wherever I've been. Uh, these great advice, you know, it, it starts with the people, you know, no matter where you're at. Um, we've been asking our ADs uh, about their response to COVID. And uh, we've certainly seen a wide variety of uh, methods to handle it uh, from state to state, even within states from one school district to another. And uh, to our listeners, we're recording this uh, during the first week of November. Um, so things may have changed by the time you're listening to this, but right now, um, what's happening in North Carolina? Uh, what's happening at your school? with regards to return to school as well as return to play? Well, yeah, it's, it's definitely varies from everywhere across the board, especially even K through 12. Here in North Carolina, um, our elementary and middle schoolers are just coming back now in person. And they're not all fully in person. They put them in pods. Pod A goes one week and then they go home. Pod B goes a week and then they go home. Pod C comes a week. Um, here at the high school, we have actually been set online learning since March and it hasn't stopped and it, it will resume back in person uh, January 16th. And I think the reason being for that was maybe, you know, a high school you know, student can have a little better grasp of the material online than a, a younger student, certainly. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, um, it's been a tough transition because I'll say the job changed overnight from like me, I love and I feed on that that social and that people piece. And now all of a sudden everything's virtual. You're not able to be in contact with people and you're answering your phone and nonstop emails and you're sitting in front of this computer. And it's just, it has been a whole shift of how you've had to adapt, you know? And, uh, you know, and I think that's another mark of, of a great administrator is you have to be able to improvise, adapt and overcome. And if you can't do those things, then you're going to be left out in the cold. You're going to really struggle. And so, you know, you've got to reconfigure a game plan sometimes. You may not have all the chips that you want. And, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, a lot of times educators will get this, um, I call it, you know, probably a label that's probably not correct of people view it as complaining all the time. And it's not so much that. It's just people care a lot about kids and they care about education. They want to see things done well. But sometimes, like with COVID, there's no direct answer. Uh, it doesn't matter if the state would have decided to bring everybody back in person or if you would have kept everybody home, there's going to be a portion that's not going to be happy or people that are affected either way. So, I mean, there's, you know, unfortunately, it's just, as they say, it is what it is. And you just got to make the best of the situation and, uh, you know, do what you can to try to make it, you know, more comfortable. I will say 
I honestly feel like I've transformed into Dr. Phil because a lot of times I'll answer this phone and I'll talk with people and parents, especially that are just, they're, they've they're just had enough and they're just upset and their kids are upset and they have anxiety and, you know, and I just try to just be a listening ear and just talk them through it. I know they're not mad at me. They're just upset at the situation. You know, people that have businesses or jobs they can't go to now and things have happened at home. And, you know, you really, again, invested in people. You just always keep that at that forefront and, you know, have that understanding and compassion, try to help where you can. Um, you know, I think that's probably the most, you know, crucial thing that we can do. Just be a little more understanding, even if that's not your default. Uh, just, you really need to just focus. And um, there's an old saying, I can't remember which book it is. I think it may be Stephen Covey, but uh, understand before being understood. And if you keep that as your rule to understand before being understood, you're going to end up a lot better in any process, especially crucial times like now where things are just, you know, really going haywire. And I love that. Consider it uh, stolen. Uh, <laughs> so uh, what's going on with regards to athletics and sports? Well, here in North Carolina, uh, they moved a bunch of uh, sports to the spring. Uh, football got moved to the spring. Uh, or actually, I'd say late winter. They're going to start in February. Basketball and volleyball is going on. Uh, they are going to play a schedule. What they decided to do here was just play like a conference-only schedule. You're just playing some of your local opponents. There's not going to be playoffs or championships or any of that stuff. So based on that, um, you know, we're trying to get back in it. But, of course, it remains to be seen. No contests have taken place here within our state uh, as of yet um, because, you know, with everything going on with COVID and, you know, the big – question is, well, how do you, you know, we're not like, you know, Florida State where we can go test every athlete every other week, you know, every other day and see if they have it. We can't do that. That's not feasible in most high school settings. So, you know, it's still, you know, we're trying to get there. But again, those are the powers that be above me. And I don't have much uh, say so in those. So, Well, sounds like you're doing a great job uh, uh, academically, you've got a system and you're working that. And, uh, you know, good luck with sports here in Florida. Obviously, we're uh, trying to wrap up a fall season. Um, you know, many schools chose to opt in from a playoff standpoint. Uh, the schools down in our old area, South Florida, uh, they just recently returned to classes. And so uh, they're kind of in a that local, um, you know, regional championship mode sort of thing. And, you know, we'll see what happens with winter sports. Uh, Bo, um, I think I know the answer, but I'll ask the question anyway. Um, uh, we've asked our ADs, you know, what's your favorite part of the job? And invariably they say, as they should, oh, it's the kids, the relationships. But uh, digging a little bit deeper, um, what are some of your favorite things about uh, being the assistant principal at Heritage? Uh, what gets you excited about coming to school each day? Well, you know what, I think it's almost transitioned a little bit because when I was coaching directly, you had a lot more contact with kids and every contact was very positive. It was, you know, you're coaching them, you, you really get to invest them. And now on this other side, as an administrator who has to delve out discipline a lot of times, my only contact with them is the opposite of what I just told you about. It is a negative connotation a lot of times, but what I found is that there are some that I can certainly reach. I try to reach every single one of our kids. And, you know, I always try to uh, make them think a little bit before they, you know, 
come out of here. You know, for instance, it's a little different um, experience. So here, I'll give you a prime example. So, let's say, for instance, a this this would be a great little thing for coaches they can use. Let's say they uh, student athlete has a problem with a, a teacher. You know, the teacher put them out of class because the student, you know, said something back or, you know, they just have a disagreement. There's a personality conflict, something going on. So a lot of times with those, I'll bring the student in and I'll have a look at this picture here. And this is one of those old optical illusions, okay, where you're going to see either a young woman or an older lady, okay? And generally what I'll do is I present this, most kids, because their brains are not fully developed, they'll see the younger woman first. And I'll say, okay, yeah, there's the younger woman. Then I'll say, do you see the older woman? And they go, no. And when you finally point it out to them, the point I make to them is there's two different perspectives sometimes. Your teacher has this perspective. Okay, both of you are looking at something. Both of you are right, it's there, but you need to understand each other before being understood. And it goes back and ties it in. And a lot of those aha moments, I think, because a normal student's been treated just, you know, here's your detention, get out of my office. And again, comes back to investing in people, comes back to understand before being understood. And, you know, I think those are the, you know, the big things that I really enjoy is seeing that aha moment. So then down the road, when I see them in the hallway and they're like, what's up, Mr. Drake? And I'm like, what's going on, buddy? I'm staying out of trouble. I'm doing great, man. And that, that's awesome to me, you know? And I think that, and then probably when the crucial situations happen, uh, you know, cause we, you get to see some, you know, some very tough stuff sometimes in this role stuff that you wouldn't wish on anybody and people go through situations and uh, being able to be there for people. You know, as a little kid, I always wanted to be a superhero and save the day. And every once in a while I get to do that here, you know, and, and that's cool, you know? So that's what I, I really, it makes it all worth it. And it always seems to come at a time when the work has been nonstop, nonstop. And you sit there and you drive to work one day and go, man, I, am I really supposed to be doing this? I'm about to lose my mind. And then boom, something great will happen to you that day. And then you just go, you know what? Yeah, it is all worth it. That is uh, just so very cool. Just a great example of uh, someone coaching. You know, you're coaching yep. in your office uh, and yep. you see those little, those small victories that we used to talk about. Uh, just That's like right. when that kid makes, you know, finally makes that first tackle or, uh, you know, hits the lev sled properly. Okay. <laughs> uh, great transition. Uh, we've been asking our athletic directors uh, this question. Uh, when we started these podcasts uh, back in June, um, the events of Minneapolis and Atlanta, and even, you know, now more recently, Wisconsin, you know, we're certainly in the forefront. And uh, this idea of social awareness and social justice, you know, was on everybody's mind, as it should be. And my question to our ADs was this, what are some things that we can do as administrators, as coaches, ADs, assistant principals, what are some things that we can do better with our uh, community uh, in this area of social awareness? Yeah, there's a lot of things. And I think that, you know, we have to certainly understand. I think a lot of times coaches get this uh, reputation sometimes as, well, this is how it was done, done to me. This is how life was when I was. So therefore, I'm just going to keep doing it this way. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, those old sayings. You know, just like when I first was a young coach, I thought I had to be a hybrid of the drill instructor from Full Metal Jacket and Vince Lombardi. And, you know, I didn't have to be that. I just needed to be me, you know. And I think, you know, with especially with, you know, our country and, and things going on, 
again, you have one mouth and you have two ears for a reason, which means you should listen more than talk. And I think when people actually sit down at the table and will listen to one another and, and listen to people who may have a very extremely different perspective and understanding of life than what you have, you can really start to learn and grow. And then from there, that's when I think things can really blossom and become you know, absolute beautiful moment and can allow for, you know, great change that is just, you know, an indelible and positive for every person, you know, and I think we as coaches, I do think we do understand that because if you look at a football huddle, it's comprised of kids that come from every walk of life, every situation, and if you were to poll them about what their, you know, um, opinion is on X, Y, and Z, you get a bunch of different ones, but in that huddle, we're all working toward a common goal. And so my advice is, you know, we all need to come to the table. We all need to find the common goal. We all need to listen more than we need to talk sometimes. And then let's find that common goal and move forward and, and become better people in general. Great, great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Well, uh, Bo, this has just been great reconnecting. I know we had a super long phone conversation the other night, uh, yep. but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the new athletic director's toolbox. Uh, you are uh, a seasoned educational professional and leader, but right now I'm going to challenge you with sending out a brand new AD on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in Bo Drake's athletic director toolbox? Mm. All right, let's see. Um, I'm going to say, number one, you need to surround yourself with great people, uh, whether that be mentors. Um, if you're, let's say, you're a young AD um, and you're, you know, your romantic interest is budding into the positive marriage, possibly with marriage or something like that, you need to make sure that, you know, you have a, a spouse that really understands the rigors and demands. Uh, I have a absolutely very blessed. My wife, Miranda, uh, she understands this job and, and the amount of time it takes in. And, and you know, you have that understanding and, um, you know, which I would say like you with, you know, Jan, we outkicked our coverage, as they say. And, uh, you know, so I think that is surrounding yourself with great people at home and at work. Um, to investing in people, you got to invest in people, get to know people. Even if you're not a social butterfly kind of person, you can do little things. You know, for instance, just handwritten thank you notes or just appreciation. You know, hey, Mr. Jones, uh, thank you for covering on hall duty the other day or thank you for covering the gate at the basketball game the other night. You, you know, you're absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, and you put that little, that little thing right there makes Mr. Jones go, oh my gosh, like I didn't know he or she even cared. Okay. So that's the investing in people. And, you know, the other thing is I'd say, if there's not a culture at your school, first of all, understand what the culture is. And if there is not one that can be put in place or, or can be helped change, then, you know, try to get people on your team to help make that shift and make it a good one. Uh, you know, each school, I always say it's almost like its own little country. It's got its own little do's and do nots. You know, you don't do this here, you do that here. And that's okay. You don't need to come in and take over. But at the same time, appreciate maybe some of those older things. You know, bring back that, 
team that, you know, is the 20 year anniversary uh, of a state championship team that nobody's really talked about and the trophies collecting dust. Reach out and find this. It's been pretty easy to find people now with Facebook and the internet and everything else. So reach out, bring those people back, make people feel a part of something. Because the more people that feel a part of something, the more likely they are to want to give to it. And, uh, you know, so those are probably not one, two, three that I could even put in order. And I probably just completely rambled, but it sounds like pretty good wisdom from where I'm sitting. <laughs> not at all. Uh, I think all of them were spot on. And uh, I especially like that uh, 20 year anniversary, as you and I have talked about. Uh, yeah. you know, we've got one coming up this uh, summer. Hopefully we can make that uh, 20 year reunion uh, of uh, Band of Brothers football come true. Well, John, um, how could one of our listeners uh, get in touch with you? You've shared some really great stuff today. Uh, if someone was interested, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, certainly. Um, probably the easiest way is email. I think everybody's connected to email here. Um, and my email is uh, J as in John, C as in Charles, Drake, D-R-A-K-E. says J.C. Drake at uh, W-C as in Charlie P. SS, which stands for Wake County Public School System, WCPSS.net. So JC Drake at WCPSS.net. And I'll be happy to answer any questions or whatever I can do to help anyone. I've always remembered the people that helped me and I always want to give back. Again, we always want to pay it forward. And yeah, more than happy anybody I can be of any help or if they just want something to laugh at, hey, I'm here for that too. So. Uh, uh, lots and lots of wisdom. Uh, so uh, reach out to him, my friends. Uh, Bo, uh, again, great uh, reconnecting with you. Uh, to our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Remember, uh, the Zoom recording of this uh, podcast is also available on the Educational Athletic Director FIAAA YouTube channel. So uh, take a look. And uh, come back again next time for another episode of the Educational AD.